Hey there! Every month, Annie has a call with our Path365 members and answers their questions. She tackles a wide range of topics from what to do with big emotions, what kinds of tips and advice she has for addressing difficult situations, how to deal with cravings, and so much more. Listen in as she does some real-life coaching for our Path members. Why do I want something so bad when I know it's not good for me? Why does alcohol have this chokehold over me? So with the non-negotiables, it's basically about what are the things that you are unwilling to experience in your life right now anymore? Like where are the areas that you're like, you know what, I'm going to, I'm not willing to do this anymore. Do you have any of those like lines you will not cross? Like for me, one of them was, um, yeah, I'm okay with maybe moderate drinking as long as I still have all my memories of important events. I'm unwilling to lose my memories of important events like kids' birthdays. That was one of my non-negotiables. So, so you're yeah. living in your non-negotiables. You had problems. You weren't willing to have those problems anymore. You've changed your relationship to, with alcohol to where you're not experiencing those problems anymore. But you still want to stop drinking overall. Okay, so this is really interesting, okay? Because the premise of this naked mind is that you want to create an emotion-based goal that moves you toward something that you want rather than away from something that you don't want. And so you just told me that the reason you want to stop drinking is because you're terrified of health issues. So like, it's interesting because that's not a goal that's going to like bring you toward something you want, right? And in fact, it's a goal, like whenever we feel like the science is pretty clear, they actually did something with cigarette packages and they might still have it this way in the UK and Australia. And, And it was a relatively little deterrent right? Or it was a deterrent over the short term, but not over the long term. And it created more blame, more shame, more guilt. And then we want to drink more when we experience blame and shame and guilt. And so your reason right now for wanting to stop has to do, it's, it's a, you're of being terrified of health related problems. So what I would do is I would, I would go and reconnect with what is your why? And don't make it terror. If you could paint a life for yourself that's your best possible, most joyful life, then really reconnect with what is your why for that. Because when we're trying to, you know, stop drinking just to avoid some nebulous, fearful that you said, I'm going to get emotional if I talk about it, terror, like the brain is just so clearly wired that what does it know how to do when you feel scared? It knows how to drink. So like that entire path is, is it like, it's counterproductive from the start. So what you want to do is like really connect with what's your why that's joyful, that's pulling you toward, that makes you feel really good and excited. And think of that with your health, you know, because if you're focusing on, oh, well, I don't want to, you know, be with my liver failing in the hospital, those sorts of thoughts are going to make you drink more. But if you're focusing on like, If you have a feeling of something you want and you desire, then when you're about to pour that drink, because right now I, my prediction of what's happening inside your brain is you're about to pour that drink and you're like, oh, but I shouldn't because, oh my gosh, because I could, I could die or I could, I could let my family down or I could get liver failure. And every one of those thoughts is increasing how much you want that drink, every single one. But if you were presented with the exact same situation, you've gotten really in touch. I like this phrase, creating a future memory of how it feels to be joyful and free and excited and have alcohol be irrelevant and just in touch with that. And then you want to pour the drink. You're like, nah, 
not really worth giving up my future memory, not really worth giving that up. So um, there's another exercise that basically we take Barbara Fredrickson's her, she says, this is what joy is. And she identified 10 most common positive emotions for joy and their gratitude, serenity, interest, hope, pride, amusement, awe, love, inspiration. Um, I think I'm missing some, but you actually numerically evaluate alcohol on how much of each of those does it give you and how much of each of those does it take from you. And then you are connected to this numerical evaluation of alcohol as it relates to joy, rather than as it relates to fear and terror and health and, you know, like all that sort of stuff, but as it relates to like your joy. So when you look at that, you've got like a number, you're like, wow, I actually, when I think about inspiration, you know, when I actually drink, I'm less inspired. And that actually lasts for 48 hours, because I spend a lot of time beating myself up, because I've I've not lived up to the thing I want to live up to. So I would say, okay, so so number one, really get in touch with your why. Your why right now, and I think it's beautiful. You, first of all, number one, before we do anything else, number one, celebrate, all right? Just celebrate. You went from being in a relationship with alcohol that was actually scary to in a relationship with alcohol that you're like, I don't even know. It's not even causing any problems right now. I just have this big fear in the future. This, this, so like, first of all, just, just celebrate that. That is incredible. And because we have such a sobriety narrative that we have to stop forever and it 100% is success, 99% is failure, we fail to celebrate stuff like that. So first of all, number one is celebrate that, okay? Number two is reconnect with your why. And that has to be a different why than when you started. It sounds like your why when you started was to get out of the scary place you were in. You need a new why, right? You need a new why that brings you joy that isn't a scary, I don't want to die someday. Why? Because that's not working for you anymore. Okay. So you just want to go back to basics. And a lot of you, your relationship might have evolved and you need a new why that's much more in line with where you are right now. Wow. Like my drinking is so different and it's not exactly where I want it to be. It's often because you need a new why. And with that, why comes out the non-negotiables, the things that you don't want to negotiate on, right? It's not about punishing. It's about just being clear. Like if I, you know, if I drink and these things happen, then I'm going to take a break. And that break is going to be something I know I can win at. So if I drink, and for me, it was if I drink and I wasn't going to beat myself up, but if I drank and I was unable to remember stuff about the whatever event it was the next day, I was on a 30-day break no matter what. That was it. It was on a 30-day break. And it was like, okay, like I knew that. So it wasn't like, it's never a punishment because I drink. Okay. That's what we get confused with the non-negotiables. It is ahead of time saying, Hey, like I'm going to let myself, you know, if I'm going to moderate, that's fine. But I have these things that I know I don't want in my life anymore. And I'm choosing that alcohol is less important than these things. I am intentionally with my prefrontal cortex saying, I am choosing that my memories of events having to do with my children is more important than alcohol, which means that if I drink and I, and I end up in a place where I lose my memories, I'm going to put myself in a break that I know I can win. Not a forever break, a break that I've already decided, a, that's the lengthening part, I've already decided ahead of time I know I can win. A lot of you know you can do a week right now, or you know you can do 30 days right now, whatever it is. I knew I could win it. It wasn't a, it wasn't a 
punishment because I knew I could win it. It just made a firm decision up front. So like really just going back to some of those basics, and a lot of those are from the alcohol experiment, um, but that allows you, or from the experiment in the path, right? Like we flush them out, but that just allows you to like reset and just reground and approach this because it sounds like you're still trying to approach your goal from a place you're no longer at, which is a great, huge, amazing celebration. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you're ready to see how this naked mind can help you on your personal health and wellness journey and want to learn more, go to thisnakedmindpodcast.com to learn what your next best step is. Again, that's thisnakedmindpodcast.com. We have all of our free resources, programs, social links, and more available for you there. Plus, if you have your own naked life story to share, you can submit it there as well. Until next week, stay curious.